Um, I think that for women, uh, they tend to be the ones that manage the house. So they may be doing more of the cleaning. They are more concerned with getting the meals prepared. You can't go out to restaurants as much. You can't go out to restaurants at all. Um, you've got to wonder about how you're going to get your food. Uh, if you've got children home, you're trying to entertain them or, you know, make sure that they're being taken care of. And I'm not saying that men don't help. I'm very fortunate. My husband is fabulous with helping as far as cleaning the house. Um, but when I speak to other women in the neighborhood, I know how fortunate I am because their husbands are not. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman and I take a look at where we are when it comes to COVID-19 and our relationships. We've been uh, isolated and in quarantine, at least most of us have, for quite a while. And so we wanted to take a peek at the impact. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchedmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. And you can get this information at our website, drkarensherman.com. Um Okay, so we are still in uh, the middle of a pandemic, Karen. Mm. <laughs> uh, and, and the beat goes on. <laughs> right, right. Like with everything that's been going on, it's it's sometimes we forget about it, but it's actually still here. Um, one of the things that we heard, I don't want to say early on, but after a little while, uh, particularly in China, was uh, divorce rates started going up because mm-hmm. couples had to spend a lot of time together and then that wasn't working out very well for them. Um, so... You know, we can discuss that information that was coming out of China, whatever, that's fine. But we do have something that's happening in the United States, and we have a new survey of 556 American adults um, who are in relationships. So these aren't uh, strictly married couples, but these are people in relationships. And roughly 33 quarters of them said that their relationship is basically the same. Uh, since the pandemic started. Um, I mean, I think this is great news. Do you think, but we've only been in this, I say only, um, you know, let's say we're like four to five months for most people, um, depending Mm -hmm. on what, where you are and when you started self-isolating and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Do you think that... um, if and when this second wave comes, uh, because most experts expect it will, if it's not <laughs> already starting already, uh, uh, that in another six months, these results will be the same? 
It depends. Oh, love it. Love it. <laughs> I know when you love when I give you that answer. So, um, first of all, I'm going to give you, do I have anything additional to okay. add uh, at the end? But I want to give it to you now because I think that um, it's important that I make this statement as we look at the rest of um, our discussion, that this is a survey. Mm -hmm. And we know survey means basically you send out a questionnaire to people and they decide to answer it or not. Right. And we know that there are there are differences between people who choose to answer surveys and those who don't. And so I don't know that we can actually trust the results of this. I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it may be accurate, but I don't know that I could say absolutely it is accurate because if there were a bunch of people who were very disgruntled and negative, whatever, they might not choose to even respond to something like this. Sure. Um, that being said, we also know that most of the time people don't um, uh, fill out reviews unless they're really angry. So maybe they would. But I, I just wanted to alert our audience, as we have in the past, that when there's a survey, um, it is a very a tenuous kind of report to put all our eggs into. Okay, so that being said, will it um, continue? And I said it depends. Mm -hmm. Well, it depends on um, what tools the couple was using to help them through this time period, how good their relationship was. Um, you know, if it's, if they have good tools, if their relationship was good, then I think, you know, they'll be fine. However, if they don't have those, um, and even if they do, having this go on and on and on could even put some stress on couples who were doing well. Right. Uh, I think that, you know, I don't know about your state, but in our state, in New York, Governor Cuomo has every day given a news briefing and he reports the facts and we've been able to actually see the results of our efforts. Mm -hmm. And so when you see that, you say, oh, okay, this is working. I'll keep doing it. Um, And in fact, we had the worst numbers and now our numbers are really fine. But if we get hit with a second wave and, you know, people are feeling like, oh gosh, here we go again. It could have a negative impact. So I can't really answer that question um, very specifically and say, no, 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 it'll be fine. Right. No, that's, I mean, that's fair enough. And, and it's also, uh, to your point about it depends is each individual circumstance is so different. It's like you could have Mm -hmm. a bad relationship but a good job situation, so you don't have the financial strain. You should have, you could have a good yes. relationship and a bad financial situation, which adds strain to that good relationship. So there's so many. Yes, variables. very good point. <clears throat> yes. Um, so um, one of the things that I think is interesting is you know I think early on we talked about a potential uh, generation Q for quarantine babies. Um, mm-hmm. uh, only nine percent said that their sex life has improved. Um, mm-hmm. Why do you think sexual activity during isolation hasn't really gone up much? The only thing I can think of is that maybe people were 
um, afraid to get close because we know that um, the way that the virus gets transmitted is through close contact. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there was a wariness there that people had. Yeah. I don't know. What what do you think? Um, I, you know, I don't really know. I think part of it might be fatigue. Um, I know we're not like out doing a whole bunch of stuff, but I know a lot of people are like emotionally exhausted. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, you know, I think it's, it's often said that the largest sex organ in the body is the brain. Mm-hmm. And if the mind's not right, uh, it, mm-hmm. it could be really difficult to get into that frame of mind and be like, Ooh, let's get mm-hmm. sexy tonight. So I think that could be a part of it. And then I also know, um, several people who live with other people. Um, so if you're all isolated and quarantining together, that might be difficult because you don't have the quiet home to yourself situation. So those are just some, That's some good of my point. Ideas. You've got the children around who normally wouldn't be around. Right, right. You know, the kids, let's say, who, I mean, aside from other people, the kids who normally would have been at college or who would normally be going off to camp, and now you don't have that that time to yourself. Right. So you're right. That could impact it as well. I mean, I even have uh, a friend who uh, his kids have, well, some of them have moved out already because they're old enough, but um, they have another friend who uh, lost her job. And so she mm-hmm. moved into their place uh, mm-hmm. during this financial crunch to, and my friend helped him out. And like, I don't know what the state of, you know, his sex life is, but that's another situation where all of a sudden he's sure. got a roommate that, mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. would potentially put a damper on things. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, one of the things that, uh, I, I think was kind of amazing is that 50% said that the relationship's will get stronger. Um, but that's, that's not the, um, the amazing thing. I think just 1% said that the relationships will be worse. Um, Mm -hmm. to me that like the 1%, that's kind of amazing. Why do you think the majority 51% have a positive outlook on things? Well, again, I think that, you know, the people who responded and who said, yeah, things are basically okay, part of what made things okay was because they had a positive outlook, because they didn't take this as I'm being controlled and, you know, I'm being limited, et cetera, et cetera, but that this is something we all have to just do together and we'll get through this. So if you have a generally positive attitude, that's going to carry over into your prediction of how things will go with your relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's interesting. I'm going to bring a little piece in. We know that New Zealand um, is totally free of COVID right now. I know. Yeah. And and if you did some reading on New Zealand, they took aggressive action quickly. Um, In other words, they put into place all kinds of restrictions, and they did it quickly. And the people went along with it. Mm-hmm. There was no uh, questioning it or, um, you know, uh, getting annoyed about it, whatever. And, and the people were asked why they were willing to go along with it. And their answer was, we trust our government. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, they went along with it. They got rid of it, and, you know, the attitude was very much, okay, we have to do this, 
and it's going to be okay. And in fact, it was. So I think that if you have, you know, so much of your life, forget about even this time of our life, so much of your life and its outcomes have to do with your perception and how you see it. And we know that the very same situation can be perceived differently by two different people. But then they act on that perception, and based on the way they act, there's going to be different outcomes. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is um, a consequence, again, of the way people have responded to it. Right. Yeah. It's funny that you brought up New Zealand. I I just sent an article that was discussing that to one of my friends, uh, a group of friends, and I asked the question, um, even, even when we have a vaccine, uh, do you think we will be down to zero cases in the United States within two years? Mm-hmm. Because we know that we have a, a big part of the population that are anti, anti-vaxxers who won't take it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. To your point, we have this uh, strain of the population that's just like, you can't tell me what to do. So they're not going to mm-hmm. quarantine or self-isolate. We have mm-hmm. no contact tracing on a national scale that's happening at all, which is one of the things that New Zealand has done. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, There's so many things, but it's just interesting about when you think about what's going on and how long it might last. Um, You know, I don't think we have to get to zero cases in the United States before things get back to normal for most people, but um, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. So, Mary, so like I said at the top, this wasn't just married couples. This was uh, uh, people in all relationships. But married partners are more likely than unmarried ones to say that their relationship has not changed. Uh, Do you think that's because married couples just have more experiences together under their belts? So it's just tougher to rattle them as a relationship couple? I do think that that has a factor uh, in it, I think that they know that they have weathered struggles together, and that you know they can get through it. Um, the other thing that caught my eye is I did not see in the reporting of the data anything about the age group, and I wonder if old couples who have been married longer um, would weather this more easily than younger couples. Again, to your point that they've had more experiences where they know they can get through things, uh, which brings up, I think we discussed this in another podcast, that the older generation, at least in my area, seems to not be as rattled by this as our children And I believe, and many of us have talked about this, that it's because we have been through experiences in our lifetime where we have been challenged and we know that you get through it, whereas our children have not really had to face anything of a serious nature. So I think that for anybody, the longer you live, the more experiences you have, the more that you see that you can get through challenges, the more confidence you have and don't get as rattled by things. Mm-hmm. Or at least I would hope that that would be the case. Yeah. So while you were talking, uh, you asked mm-hmm. about the demographic makeup mm-hmm. of this survey and I looked it up. And so okay. the breakdown goes as follows. 
uh, 29% were between 18 and 34, 33% mm-hmm. between 35 and 54, and 37% were 55 and up. Okay. So Do we have like an any even data? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do we have any data on whether the people who are older had a more positive view? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I didn't break. I don't think they broke down the results by age mm-hmm. demographic. I think it was mm-hmm. just collected together. Yeah. 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 And I do think that age and years of marriage would have an impact. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. Um, to, for, for all the reasons that you just cited actually. So, um, okay. So, while, you know, according to this survey, again, caveat, uh, the pandemic doesn't seem to have had a tremendous amount of impact on relationships themselves, uh, 29% of women said that their relationship has added to their daily stress while mm-hmm. only, well, I say only less men, 23% say the same. Um, why do you think there's discrepancy for women compared to men? Okay, so again, my uh, scientific brain is going to say, first of all, I don't know that 29 and 23 is a significant difference. I mean, clearly it's six more points, but I don't know if that's significantly different. But we'll, Mar- we'll put so that aside for Margin a moment. of error, by the way, is 4.2, yeah. which uh, that almost closes the gap completely. That's correct. That's correct. Okay. So, but that being the case... Um, I think that for women, uh, they tend to be the ones that manage the house, so they may be doing more of the cleaning. They are more concerned with getting the meals prepared. You can't go out to restaurants as much. You can't go out to restaurants at all. Um, you've got to wonder about how you're going to get your food. Uh, if you've got children home, you're trying to entertain them or, you know, make sure that they're being taken care of. And I'm not saying that men don't help. I'm very fortunate. My husband is fabulous with helping as far as cleaning the house. Um, but when I speak to other women in the neighborhood, I know how fortunate I am because their husbands are not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there are, for many women, more of the burden of handling um, the situations or the challenges of the uh, pandemic situation or the quarantine situation on their shoulders than on the men's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, it would have been interesting if they had asked uh, who handles domestic responsibilities normally. Mm-hmm. And see mm-hmm. where the numbers fell in that regard, because I think, like that was the conclusion that I came to as well, uh, which are mm-hmm. as to why um, is you know if if you happen to be the person who is shouldering the domestic uh, burden of things, is it as simple as just asking your spouse to pitch in? I think that it is. And I think that, of course, you know, in my usual way, I would not do it in an accusatory fashion. I would say, you know, um, I'm sure you don't even realize that I might need some help or don't think about ways in which you could help. Um, But do you think you could manage X, Y, and Z? Because even those, you know, 
small things or those little things, if taken off my plate, would be tremendously helpful. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a lot of people are afraid to ask. And a lot of women, a lot of times, are expecting men to be mind readers. And, well, he should know. He should see, you know, uh, that I'm carrying the laundry or, you know, there's a basket of laundry that needs to be folded. And, you know, he should know to go fold it. And and that's really not fair. Um, we have different ways of processing information. And men don't necessarily see things the way women do. That's biological. That's not trying to knock men. Mm -hmm. And so it would behoove women to ask for what they need. Um, And again, uh, if it's done in a, um, you know, a real request and not in an accusatory fashion, I think that, you know, men would be, you know, more than happy to help out. Right. Yeah. No, I think so, too. I mean... At least the men I know. <laughs> um, this is great, Karen. Um, I think we've provided enough uh, warnings on you know this survey uh, to give people some perspective. But I also find the information interesting, if nothing else, uh, and and hopefully you know it's some of it's a little bit relatable for couples where they feel like, oh yeah, that, that's how I feel too. So. Um, I won't ask Good. you any follow-up questions. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, I always, always appreciate it. And I hope our listeners do as well. So thank you so much. Always my pleasure, Steve. Thank you. Um, and before we go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. You can find this information on our website, hitchedmag.com, along with thousands of articles, hundreds of podcasts, and a free weekly newsletter that takes about 30 seconds to sign up for, and I highly recommend it. So check that out if you wouldn't mind. Again, that's hitchedmag.com. Okay, until next time, that's going to do it this week. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. Bye.